Bonjour, guten Tag, Privet. Hello and welcome back to the Douspois podcast. Hello, you sexy bastards. I see that you all listened to me last week and you all jumped online to secure your tickets to Eurovision 2024. <gasps> Shock notice within a micro moment in time. All of the tickets to the live shows that went on sale went sold. So hallelujah and bless you and kiss all of your lucky charms if you managed to secure tickets for the big show. However, Swedish Ticketmaster wants to let you know there are still a few tickets left for the previews. Afternoon and evening the afternoon show, okay, basically it's known as the family show. It's a full run through of the show. It takes place earlier in the day of the live TV show. It's basically, it's a final rehearsal for the artists and the crew. But as it is earlier in the day, this might be a great opportunity if you have younger family members or you just don't want to be dealing with that evening traffic. The other option is the evening preview. Basically, that's also known as the jewelry show. It's a full run through of the show that takes place the night before the televised version. It's when the international juries cast their votes for the act. So that's us. You know, you may get sometimes where people may talk about, oh, you know, someone did really well in the jewelry show, but not the live show. It's because basically we are voting on two different live performances, which some could argue could explain why there is this, a lot of the times, a big discrepancy between what the jury is voting for and what we're voting for. So, you know, someone may completely stack it, face plant it in a jury show, but exceed in the live show the right way around. It could also be that the jury system is outdated and these rich, fat, Cats don't have any idea what the rest of us are doing down here in a living crisis just trying to get by. Anywho, Swedish Ticketmaster also wants to let you know resale tickets will be available on the official Ticketmaster platform from the 12th of December, so about eight days from now. And they want to remind you not to buy them from dodgy people in alleyways or dodgy sites. It's probably a scam. Certainly don't make the problem worse. Doesn't matter how much you want to go. Don't take the, don't make the problem worth by paying 10 times what the ticket costs. I know you really want to go to Eurovision, but in the long run, all you're doing is you're making the problem worse. That's why people go and they buy all these tickets and then sell them at 10 times the profit because people keep paying for these tickets. If we all say, you know what, too bad, so sad. I just won't go this year. I'm not going to pay 10 times. Then maybe we can get some scalpers out of it if there's no money to make. But I'm going to be honest, this year, the way it is going, I wish somebody was selling black market groceries down the back of back alleys. That's what I need. Forget Louis Vuittons. Forget Eurovision tickets. I want black market cucumbers. I want black market bread. Oh, my Lord. What I would do for some back door litter. Oh, 
Kitty litter, that is. You have no idea. Damn you, cost of living crisis. Honestly, I think if someone just comes out and just holds a receipt from a supermarket and just stands there for three minutes going, what? How does it cost that much? Where did my money go? How is it this much for 12 items that mostly make sandwiches? Why am I so poor? Why is rent so much? Why electricity prices when we have the sun? Honestly, I would vote for that. But as we kick along, we still notice they have not announced who are going to be the hosts for Eurovision 2024. Now, I'm just going to say what we've all been thinking. We've all just assumed it's going to be Petra and Mons. We have all prayed silently every year since 2016 for Petra and Mons to come back and host Eurovision every year. And I'm just going to say it. I think this is a large reason why Sweden won in 2023. I'm not here to, I'm not here to like rain on, cla- on crab walking Lorraine's glory. You won and glory you go, sister. But let's be honest, I think a lot of people might have been influenced less by her performance and more by the promise of the performance of Petra and Mons coming back to host Eurovision. I could say, if you were undecided, I think that's definitely going to be something that pushed you over the edge. Oh, my Lord, can we cut back to 2016? Sweden is hosting the Eurovision Song Contest after Munns won in 2015 with Oh, my Lord, after gently and lovingly, I fucking all of Europe through the camera. Bless you, Munns. He actually sent out the... Feelers, he let it be known that he would be interested in hosting Eurovision 2016. I mean, it wasn't an unrealistic expectation. Obviously, he's an amazing performer. He had won Eurovision the year before. Everybody loves them. He'd also hosted Melody Festalen, which is the Swedish mini Eurovision where they pick their entrant for Eurovision. He had hosted it in 2010 and he'd also hosted a sort of a sing-along show in Sweden. Other people that were being considered to host were Petra Mead and of course Sana who lost to Conchita Worst. She was also being considered as a host but it was also revealed that Eurovision was considering a rather, shall we say, unconventional host for Eurovision. They were bringing out the good guns. They were bringing out the gigantic guns. When you have something this important, you need the biggest, strongest, baddest man you can find, said Sweden. So they were considering... Now you're going to find out who this is and be like, what? But I'm telling you, this man goes nowhere to fail. 
Can you imagine how epic? I mean, I, I was thinking we were here to, you know, unite Europe, but sure, this is this is this is one way for you to go. That's right. Sweden was considering having Hollywood superstar and Jean-Claude Van Damme arch nemesis Dolph Lundgren to host Eurovision 2016. Everybody stop. I'm sorry if I have just made you drive your car into a bush. I should have warned you. I was going to tell you. I was going to make that announcement. Who expected that? That is the most bizarre. Who was sitting around in the meeting? Like, hmm, hmm, yes, who do we have? Hmm, we have this past Eurovision winner. Um, we, we have this other almost Eurovision uh, winner. Um, and we have Draco from Rocky Four. What the hell? But of course, Dolph Lundgren, one of Sweden's greatest imports, also a little bit of Australian help shaped who he is. Oh, yeah. We put the good parts in. Then Sweden came and announced that the hosts would be Petra and Mons. But let's just cut to the chase. It all comes to the greatest Eurovision song in the world that isn't actually a Eurovision song, but is also the most Eurovision song ever created. Peace, peace, love, love. Or love, love, peace, peace. I can never bloody remember. You can all fight about it. Whether you're on love, love, peace, peace or peace, peace, love, love. Where they did one of the greatest musical performances, actually, ironically, at Eurovision. A vocal performance and a stage production that was a lot above some of the actual acts at the Eurovision Song Contest. You know what the strange thing is, this year, 2016, was also the year that they had, it was a big, huge announcement at the time, they actually had Justin Timberlake performing at the live grand final as well, doing a a sort of a mixture between Can't Stop the Feeling and Rock Your Body by Justin Timberlake. You know what the thing is? I completely forgot that Justin Timberlake performed at Eurovision. And I completely forgot it was this year because all I ever think about this year is peace, peace, love, 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 peace, peace. And I'm not the only one. I actually jumped on YouTube to have a look. The Justin Timberlake performance had something like 1.4 million views. The Peace, Peace, Love, Love had 9.7 million views. It's got everything. It pokes fun at everyone. It pokes at itself perfectly. My absolute favourite moment is where Mons does his suckus ruvas, rips his shirt open, chest pumping movement. That's my favourite moment of the whole performance. It's got everything. It's got nods to Loreen. It's got nods to Dima Balan. It's got it's got nods to Polish milkmaids. And actually, actually starring Alexander Ryback. Lordy! Although Tim Lee's performance really was just a performance for Europe. The live broadcast of the final when aired in the United States, if you managed to find it, if you had your little VPM, Tim Lee's performance was replaced and the official DVD removed it entirely. The executive supervisor, John Olesand, 
revealed this was due to rights restrictions. Now, I'm going to have to be honest, if I'm evaluating the acts that in 2016, Justin Timberlake doesn't actually score that high in the performances if you go back. Like, I won't say there was nothing wrong with the vocals. Like, his, his vocal performance is great. It's a great vocal performance. But, oh, the first thing, how many times do I have to say it when you're going to have black on the stage behind you? Don't wear black outfits. You're not Darth Vader. It doesn't matter how good you are at popping and locking. We can't see you. Also, as we all know, he's wearing sneakers on stage. That is an immediate nul point from me for fashion. Also, it's Eurovision. Dress up a little, man. Dress up a little. But the thing that we have to consider and has everybody nervously biting down their nails is the simple fact. Neither Mons nor Petra are signed to SVT, the Swedish broadcasting channel that's broadcasting the show. They're actually signed to TV4, which is a competing TV channel. Therefore, there's a possibility we might not see either Petra or Mons on the Eurovision stage. They may not be hosting. (gasps) And that would be the greatest tragedy since, I'm going to say it, since Cha-Cha-Cha didn't win. But there you go, whatever, we all have our different opinions. (laughs) No, I honestly think, I just think the rest of the world is just expecting Petra and Mons to host the Eurovision Song Contest. it's They were such an iconic duo. The other thing as well is they may actually may not want to come back and host the other thing to consider. They may not want to do it together. Can you even do a sequel to Peace, Peace, Love, Love? We all know the sequels are the absolute worst. Uh, okay, look, unless, of course, you're talking about anything – directed by James Cameron, then obviously Terminator 2, Aliens, you know, far superior films. Okay, look, and I guess The Godfather 2 is technically superior to The Godfather, but, you know, these are the only exceptions. They were so widely loved. Do you risk that and come back and do something that underwhelms us? Or do you just live in the glory? Or is it going to be too tempting? Is that little microphone going to be too much? Will the jewels of the Eurovision stage lure the two of them back? And hopefully will the other TV stations realise there is something more important in, in this world than a contract? And that is Petra and Mons getting back to that Eurovision stage. <gasps> Fingers crossed. Even if you go to the website now or you go to YouTube, everyone in the comments has nothing but love for peace, peace, love, love. Vivian Lynette has just said, I love how crazy the crowd goes literally every time Alexander Ryback does anything. He could just stand there and smile and we would all go wild for him. He does have an affectious smile and he's bringing a violin. Maria Hippie just says, no one makes fun of Eurovision better than Eurovision. Marjan Laka Bilki just says, so 
We are really going to pretend that the new Eurovision movie isn't a two-hour version of this performance? Matilda has just said, when the presenters sing better than half of the vocalists in the contest. Pucky71 has just said, Muns is pure sex. The body, the smile. He can sing, he can dance. If he can still cook, then I want to marry him. Oh my lord, Pucky71, two words, Uber Eats. Who cares if he can't cook? Learn to cook, order in. Get some of those lean cuisine meals delivered. My God, if that's the only thing. I don't care if he literally sets fire to every piece of food in the kitchen. Even lettuce. I don't care. Mm, thank you, honey, for this delicious burnt salad. As he stands there naked in nothing but a chef's hat. Woo! <laughs> yeah, you need to lower your standards, Pucky71. Liz has just said this should be made as a permanent Eurovision theme song. You won't get any arguments here. Como City 269 has just said, Americans? What the heck is Eurovision? Sweden? Hold my beer. I got this. Oh, I have to admit, I really hope they risk it for the biscuits and they swing for the fences. I think it was going to be glorious and I can not wait. That is, of course, remember this is the ABBA 50-year celebration. So there is the, the other possibility. Is Sweden going to get ABBA to host the Eurovision Song Contest? <gasps> I've said it there. Do we dare to dream? Oh, decisions, decisions, Sweden. What are you doing to us? Meanwhile, Italy has announced the dates for the San Remo contest where they decide who they'll be sending to Eurovision this year. And it will be taking part from the 6th to the 10th of February, 2024. My Lord, if you love Italy, I think you definitely have to check out this year's San Remo Festival. Sorry, it's next year's San Remo Festival, San Remo 2024. This lineup of people competing for the chance. So these are just the people competing is already, it's an iconic competing list. They actually have four Four performers who have competed at the Eurovision Song Contest before. This is just not to represent. They're all competing against each other again to have another crack at Eurovision. From 1978, Ricci e Poveri. He came 12th with Costo Amore. Emma from La Mia Sita represented Italy in 2014. They're having another crack. And the big two heavy hitters, Mahmoud Saldim. And, of course, that other one that he did that I'm just not a fan of that was bit of a disappointment, I'm going to say, in 2022. He is stepping up to the plate, hoping to represent Italy for the third time. (gasps) But this is the big announcement. This is the one that has me so excited. Even without seeing 
the song, or the performance, I'm already giving it my vote to win. Il Volo is coming back. <gasps> if you can remember from 2015 with Grand More, they were actually the public vote winner. So again, if we get rid of these juries, they would have won Eurovision in 2015. Instead, they became... Third place. Wow. So, like I said, that is from 6th to 10th of February, and that is going to be the most outstanding contest. The other thing is, when you watch San Remo, it's always interesting to see how far Italy can push the limits to see just how old the host can be and how young his female companion will be be during the announcing. Ah, it's a bit of fun. That's Italy. That's Amore. Oh my Lord, so much going on. It's getting real. We are really getting down to that sort of six month mark. I cannot wait. All right, everyone, thank you for the love. Oh, my God, honestly, I want to send huge, amazing thanks to everyone who was sending us their end-of-year Spotify's or they've just sent us, you know, messages of love and support. Thank you so much, Alexander. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you so much, Mickey. I couldn't do it without you. And, oh, to everyone, last month was one of our biggest listener download streaming thingamabobs ever. Thank you so much. And I just want to let you know, it will absolutely 100% go to my head. Thank you. Ah, I love you. And I will get in your ears next week. Yeah, you love it.